Welcome, welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, a podcast that I bring you each and every single week where I will talk about whatever may be on my mind from pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, fresh socks and jocks, music, muesli, movies, and everything in between. And never, ever forget to put the talc on. Welcome to a very special bonus edition of Dynamo's Dozen, which I'm dedicating to all of you awesome guys and gals who are helping make this show not only a weekly success, but also must-have audio for your ear holes, killer guests, awesome topics of discussion, stories from the great unknown, mysteries of the depths, and tributes to the gods. Oh yes, today I'm paying tribute to you guys. Because of you, we have reached over 350 downloads in just over five weeks. So, thank you people. You have truly amazed and humbled me. Not to the point where I can't speak anymore. But what has humbled me is the fact that my amazing co-host and guest here, Rachel, yes, the better half of me, came up with that fantastic, fantastic intro that you just heard there. It's either... The best intro in podcast history, or the worst? I'll leave it up to you. I'm going with the first, personally. What do you think, Rachel? Well, it's just what goes on in my head, like 99% of the time, so I thought I'd share it with you and all your listeners. So, tra la 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 goes through your head. over and over again. Living with me, that would be possibly <laughs> uh, a thing that would come into your head, yes. <laughs> but listen, there's been so many topics, stories and opinions that you guys have suggested that I t- suggested, should I say, this is live audio, so there you go, suggested that I talk about over the past couple of weeks that unfortunately I've not got around to doing because I've had quite a lot of pretty cool guests on, in fairness, you would agree, wouldn't you? Mm, definitely. Yeah, so I can't, I can't particularly ask them about all the opinions that, that come my way, but we're going to try and get through a lot of them today. So today, it's literally all about that. It's about the opinions that um, that I've been asked to comment on, on this podcast. So I'm going to give you a rundown exactly what I'm going to talk about. First and foremost, I was asked so many times, Rachel, you wouldn't believe it. So many times I'm asked, what's my top 10 favorite wrestling matches? What's, you know, what's my top 10 favorite tag team matches, etc., etc.? Now, you know how much wrestling I watch. Really? Do you? Well, there you go. Never knows. No, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so I figured instead of doing a top 10 favorite matches, because it is quite subjective and it changes pretty much on a daily basis. You know, at one particular time, I could say, this is my favorite match, that's my favorite match, mm. but it changes. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to recommend my top 10 matches for people that they should watch on the WWE Network, that they can get for $12.99. There's a free plug for WWE, hopefully they hear this and give me something. Come on Fergal. Um, What we're also going to talk about is upcoming movies, and also recently watched movies that we probably watched together. There's not many times we don't watch a movie together, so... Um, also, I'm going to talk slightly and briefly to plug myself about my upcoming columns on Real Sport, which you can find on realsport101.com. Um, also, today, back due to popular demand, is Dynamo's Funny Stories, and I can assure you, I'm going to put them to Rachel and to you guys, 
and she doesn't have a clue what they are. No idea, absolutely no idea what you're going to throw. No, no idea what I'm going to throw at you. So mm. I'm going to do this, and uh, you guys will laugh or else get angry, one or the other. But that's that's what I what I aim to do. Um, and then at the end, I'm going to have some. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Irish wrestling, and I'm going to have a little bit of a. WWE review and stuff like that and more because I'm always asked to do this kind of thing mm -hmm. it's not a WWE review show or necessarily a holy and solely wrestling podcast but there is quite a lot of wrestling that people want me to talk about and that I should talk about so today I'm going to do that because it is the 350 plus bonus edition of Dynamo's Dozen um, so like I mentioned the uh, Today is the first time that I've had a co-host on my show and she's here live in colour because she lives with me mm -hmm. um, and it is none other than my better half. Hello Rachel, how are you? Hello Ian, uh, thanks for having me in my own home here. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad to be here. Well, you're in the man cave here technically. <laughs> well, aka your living room. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> So, just for the listeners out there, they'll hear a clinky sound or two. What, what is that clinky sound? Is it that, is it? Yeah, what's that? Ice. Alright, and what what's <laughs> what 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 is the ice cooling? A nice glass of Zack and Coke, as you like to call it. Zack and Coke, Zaconian mm -hmm. Coke, for those of you that have not tried it, you gotta go to the liquor store only if you're over eighteen and get yourself a bottle of Zaconi and Coke. It is a family tradition here, isn't it? Mm, definitely. We probably do it about twice a year. Well, Maybe tree. A bit more than that. Maybe tree. We haven't done it enough recently though. No, no. No. It's been a while. Yeah, this is the one we came back from Bray with. Yeah. Yeah. Well we first discovered it actually in the fifty one pub. Remember that? I do indeed. The fifty one pub Sky. in town. Yeah. yeah, we were people don't know this, you can't tell them that. But it's okay, <laughs> yeah, so I used to work in Sky. <laughs> so there you go. So there you go. You can also catch WWE on Sky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, we'll we'll get going. Um, Rachel may have a thing or two to say about these, but I don't think she's going to understand too much about the matches that I'm going to present here. Mm. But she might, because she is a wrestling fan. If I think of something clever, I'll chime in. Chime in, but absolutely. I don't want to get you know people come you know saying that I don't really know what I'm talking about because I'm not an expert and you know I don't profess to be an expert, so I might just stay quiet for this. But <laughs> well, it's called opinions. None of these people yeah. are experts either. Yeah. You know. Well, if I think of something clever, I'll chime in, maybe. Good, good. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> right, so, like I mentioned, um, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna do something a little bit different. As, as I said, favourites can change quite frequently. So I'm going to give you 10 matches that I've picked out. They're not necessarily favourites, but they're matches that I recommend that you all watch. And um, I'll try and give you reasons why. So I'm going to start with number one. Coming all the way back from 1982 in Texas, um, for the NWA title inside a steel cage under the world class championship wrestling umbrella, I'm going to go for Ric Flair versus Kerry Von Erich. This is a match that I watched recently. Rachel knows who Ric Flair is. Everybody, anybody who's anybody knows who Ric Flair is. Probably the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this was a cage match. The reason I'm telling you watch, to watch this is because it was the first time I'd seen anything where there was two referees. Um, it was a very strange match, but at the same time, the psychology in it was unbelievable. I would recommend it to any kind of young aspiring wrestler, which I would 
do with either of those guys and either of that genre. So that's my number one pick. Second one is going to be Ricky Steamboat versus Rick Rude from Beach Blast 92, which was an Ironman match with the great Jim Ross commentating on that. That was, um, it's actually one of my favourite matches of all time, I'm not going to lie. Check that out. Um, the great Diamond Dallas Page versus Randy Macho Man Savage. Rachel will tell you how much I like Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. Um, she'll also tell you how much like I, I like giving out to my dog, which I'm about to do <laughs> in about, um, I'd say, five minutes if he keeps it up. But uh, yeah, that was from Beach Blast 92. It was an Ironman match. It wasn't the longest of Ironman matches, so it's not like it was in WWE, but this, this match was between two of my favourite wrestlers of all time, but also between two of the best workers of all time. Definitely watch that. Another one is... Oh, I did say... Yes, yes, here we go. So DDP and Randy Savage, actually. Yeah, DDP and Randy Savage from Spring Stampede 1997, a no-DQ match. Um, check that out. That is a phenomenal match. They go around the whole, the whole arena. Psychology, again, between the two was great. It was when Paige was trying to make a name for himself. One of his best pieces of work, in my opinion. A personal favourite of mine, Sting. Rachel, how much do I like Sting? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot at all. No, not a lot. Not a lot. I absolutely love Sting. <laughs> and he wrestled Cactus Jack. Rachel, do you know who Cactus Jack is? I don't, actually. No. Cactus Jack was one of Mick Foley's aliases. One okay. of his many aliases. Yeah, yeah. And this was, Cactus Jack was the, the hard... The real hardcore version of mm. Mick Foley. Mm -hmm. um, it was under that uh, name that he got his ear basically oh, yeah. torn off between mm. the ropes back in the day. This match is from Beach Blast 92 and it's a Falls Count Anywhere Falls Count Anywhere match. Unbelievable match considering Sting wasn't necessarily known as like a hardcore type of wrestler. He was known as just a, a great white meat baby face mm. who looked good for the girls and the boys wanted to be him and... He was the surfer dude, but he showed a real different side in that match where he was able to go against someone like Cactus Jack and wrestle an unbelievable, not necessarily out now hardcore match, but a really strong style where there was a lot of strong bumps in that match. So that was unbelievable. Uh, personal favorite here, Mr. Perfect versus Ric Flair. Ric Flair again, I think he tops the list with the amount of matches that I'm picking here. Uh, from Raw... In January 1993, for all you young kids, um, it's called a Loser Leaves Town match. You can notice with all these matches that I'm picking here, Rachel, they're all gimmick matches. Mm -hmm. But they were gimmick matches for the right reasons. There was always a stipulation, a reason as to why these guys were actually fighting each other. Okay. A reason as to why they didn't <coughs> like each other. You know? Yeah. It's not just a, hey, we're going to get two guys in there and they're just going to fight for no reason. Yeah. They don't want to make any money. They just want to fight. That's not how it works, you know. It's got to be a build-up, like any good boxing match or MMA match. The best ones are the ones that have a bit of a rivalry and a bit of resentment in there. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Exactly. So that's why I'm picking these. Um, I think I think this is an unbelievable match. I think the two people that are in it, the two workers that are in it, um, it speaks for itself. Go watch it. Um, number six is Tully Blanchard versus Magnum TA. Two of my favourite workers of all time. From Starcade in 85. In a steel cage I quit match. Again you see we're going with the gimmick. But back then it wasn't just all about. The confines of the steel cage. It was. The cage was the gimmick. 
people were thinking what would happen if flesh goes against steel mm. how much will they bleed how much will but they worked each other so well that they built it up to that mm. point you know they built it up to the point where you wanted to see what would happen there so is this one of the first cage matches that well there was a lot of cage matches back in like i mean i mentioned there in 1982 there was a, a cage match there with rick flair and kerry von eric mm. cage matches go back a long time except th to be fair you know the steel cages you see now mm. they're like 17 million feet high yeah. back then these cages wouldn't have been much over six foot so they wouldn't have been much taller than the guys mm. but it was just the, st the idea behind the steel cage back then was to keep the guys locked yeah, in. Yeah, can't get out. Exactly. No Do you know what I mean? Wrong. Psychology, exactly. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Um, number seven is um, Brett the Hitman Hart, the great Brett the Hitman Hart versus the 123 Kid, which was on Raw July 1994. I don't think I would need to uh, explain that one too much because pretty much anybody who knows anything about wrestling knows that that is one of... If not the greatest Raw match of all time, one of the greatest matches in WWE of all time. Uh, one, two, three kid has always said that he appreciated uh, what Brett done for him in that match. Because I think it was about 40 plus minutes. And Brett went out of his way to make a young guy look really good when he was a world champ. When he didn't have to. And uh, that's why Bret Hart will go down as the greatest of all time. Because he didn't care about personalities and stuff. He cared about talent and how good the show had to look. Um, number eight, Goldberg versus DDP from Halloween Havoc in 1998 for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Definitely, in my opinion, Goldberg's greatest hour, his greatest match, and that was in big, big thanks to uh, to DDP. DDP really pulled one out of the bag there. Um, I wasn't even a huge DDP fan back then, but I remember watching it, and... Uh, I was mesmerized by it and it's only now when I look back knowing how it works that I realized how good a job Dallas Page did during that match. Goldberg was phenomenal too, don't get me wrong, props to him, but was he never green? Let's be honest, I'll leave that up to you guys. Then number nine, we're near the end. Shawn Michaels versus his former tag team partner Marty Jannetty in May 1993 for the Intercontinental title. On Raw, unbelievable match. I think uh, all you old school fans will definitely remember it. Anybody who, who who wouldn't necessarily remember it, a newer fan or somebody that hasn't taken the time to watch it, I would highly recommend going and checking that match out because that, that's that's a pretty awesome match. Um, and then on 10, we stay on the same guy. We stay on Shawn Michaels. Believe it or not, I picked Shawn Michaels in the top 10 one more than Bret Hart. Imagine. I was just about to say that. Imagine. Yeah. But I had to pick this match purely for the fun of it. Because, Rachel, this was personally one of my favourites growing up. Because I'll actually explain the match in stipulation. Because I watched this live, okay? Shawn Michaels was the heartbreak kid in the prime of his heartbreak kid. You remember he used to come out with Sherry Martell mm -hmm. and she yeah. had the mirror shown? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think I've showed you this match, actually. Yeah. And... He was wrestling Rick Martel, who was the model. Oh, yes. Yeah, he did show me And so. both these guys, yeah, were vying for the attention of sensational Sherry. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it was a case of whoever won this match was pretty much going to get Sherry's affection. Now, the one thing that Sherry wanted in this match was no hitting in the face. 
Well, obviously, look. Obviously. Two pretty men. Two pretty so. men. Why would you want to be hitting each other in the face? Yeah. And she has to go with the winner, so. She has to go with the winner. She doesn't want to be going home and, and, and uh, fixing bruises. Yeah, she wants to be fixing something else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not the lumps on the face she wants to play with. Uh, well, we won't go there. We won't go there. <laughs> and I wonder if Sherry did. I have no doubts. Rest in peace, Sherry. I loved her. <laughs> But there was amazing, amazing psychology in this match. And even though it's a comedy match, and it's not the longest match, it's a testament to how good those two guys were and how they pulled it off by doing so little but leaving such a memory. And I think that's, that, that goes for any kind of you know young kids trying to get into wrestling. It's not how much you do, it's what you do that people remember. You know, that's the most important rule i mean we had i had johnny moss on um a couple of weeks ago and you know johnny always johnny said it's a case of pro wrestling should be whatever you need to do to get the reaction from the crowd don't be trying to impress the boys in the back don't be trying to impress the you know the magazine writers impress the people that are in the crowd because that's going to leave a memory in their minds because that's exactly what it's meant to do you know so so there's my top ten. Um, you can tell me to go fuck myself if you don't agree with those top ten recommendations, which I don't see how you could disagree with it because they're recommendations. Um, but if you do, like I said... It's like you said, it's all opinion, isn't it? It's all opinion, and that's why we so love it. interesting, though. Like, your favourite wrestler is Bret Hart. You've yep. said that. How come there was only one Bret Hart match in the whole list? These were recommended matches because I think most of the matches that I would have picked for Bret Hart mm. would be pretty much matches I reckon that everyone would know or have seen before. Right, right. I was trying to think of something outside the box that maybe, yeah. uh, you know... People hadn't, would go, I haven't seen that, I must watch yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like, you know, they can pause the podcast and go, what was that match you mentioned? Boom, mm. boom, boom. So, most of Bret Hart's greatest matches were matches that... Everyone knows about. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how good he was. Mm. And that's why I didn't pick you know, big matches for, say, Shawn Michaels, because they would have seen his as well. Mm. Same with Ric Flair. Everybody knows the big Ric Flair matches. Everybody mm. knows that the matches Ric Flair had with Rick Steamboat and Sting and Dusty Rhodes, etc., etc. They're all matches people know. I was trying to think of stuff that he'd done outside of NWA, outside of WCW, outside of WWE, and when he used to go to the territories and, mm. uh, and kind of whoop ass there, so... Yeah. That was the thought behind that, Rachel, but a good question. I'm glad you asked me that because I'm sure... Well, yeah, but that's exactly it because I was thinking there because I'm sure there was a couple of people that probably thought the same. Yeah. But it shows I'm not biased as well. And there was no Dynamite Kid match in there. You'll notice that because Dynamite yeah. Kid, in my opinion, is the greatest wrestler to have ever walked the face of this planet. And possibly... No, actually, definitely the best wrestler that ever will walk the face of this planet. Now, a big shout-out, by the way... To Mark Billington, Dynamite Kid's brother, who I was mm. talking to today. Mm. Um, his two young boys are actually wrestling at the moment, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the kids are only like 14, I think, and they're already developing into into good young men. Like you can, They've got the height. You can see they're starting to get the build. They've got that Tom Billington frame, which I think is it's just... It's just amazing for me to see because, you know, I'm a big advocate for British wrestling. I mean, the fact that I've... Uh, interviewed like Ricky Knight last week and, and Johnny Moss a couple of weeks before and um, that's that's kind of a background I came from you know a long time ago mm-hmm. so to see the next generation of Billingtons mm-hmm. um, 
come true was phenomenal so and mark is as like i've said to mark a million times he's 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 such a great guy but also someone that will never ever let the dynamite kid name go down and if anyone wants to see any dynamite kid matches that they haven't watched again there's not many because everybody has seen the japan stuff but uh, if you want to see one in particular just off the cuff i would recommend go watch um a match that he had against uh, Stan Hansen in Japan in 1983 and uh, I think it's 1983 Mark might correct me but that was a phenomenal match that showed he could work any style even the big man style so there you go thank you Mark um, right so we're gonna move right along Rachel um, upcoming movies that we have uh, upcoming movies first of all and then movies that we have watched recently okay. uh, probably be controversy here but I don't care um, so we're going to give our opinions basically on some upcoming movies that well for me anyway that spark my interest mm -hmm. or maybe maybe they're a complete horseshit. I don't know but either way yeah but either way I'm going to take the time here and uh, we'll see what we think there's one called Cold Moon right and it looks it looks absolutely atrocious okay but it reminds me of an old 80s horror movie that mm you should just watch anyway because you know there'll be a couple of scares do you ever get that kind of, is there yeah. any movies that come to mind for you that you well the first it kind of even though the the acting in that in my opinion was a bit atrocious but Tim Curry was still really scary so there was still a few creepy bits yeah 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 it was all in the eyes for him though wasn't it yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. this is the first it and then I remember like The Fog for me in 1984. Oh yeah. Do you remember that, that film? Yeah, Jesus, how could you forget that film? Yeah, That's I remember Michael the film. Myers. Where, when was the first time? Can you remember the first time you ever seen that film? Oh Jesus, I think it was Halloween one year. I think it might have been about 15 or 16. Yeah. And it was in the front room actually in my mom and dad's house. And um, Jesus, yeah, I just loved it. It was just the creepiest film I've ever seen. Big time. Yeah. I think the creepiness behind that film is not the fact that it's like monsters and ghouls. It's, it's a guy, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a fella, like, yeah. going around a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's actually stalking his sister, like... Yeah, he so can come in... So it's a real fella, do you know what I mean? Yeah, he can come in and fuck you up, like, Yeah. you know what I mean? With, like, your average kitchen knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'll tell you what, while we're there, let's take a little break, um, and we'll come back to that, all right? So we're back. Sorry for that brief interruption. Even though when it gets to your eardrums, uh, it won't be much of an interruption at all because we have no sponsors yet. But that's okay because they will come with all your help. That's why we can take breaks to get drinks. Absolutely, take tell breaks to get drinks and tell the dog to shut up. Exactly. Um, so yeah, on that we were talking about Halloween. Halloween is being made. There's another Halloween coming out now in 2018. Did you know is that? There actually, a new one. There is, and Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be starring in it once again, Deadly. which I have no problem with. I like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, me too. I don't like her now. And I like the Halloween franchise. I don't care mm. if it's overkill or not. Like, yeah. Mm. You know. The last one was what Halloween H two O. That was, and Jamie Lee Curtis was in that as well. Yeah, that was twenty years. They remade Halloween as well. Remember they they don't uh, Rob Zombie made a 
No, um, I don't. I've never seen that. You've never seen it? No. Rob Zombie remade it like with a really badass looking Michael Myers because he looked mm. like about seven foot tall. Yeah. He was pretty mus muscular. Mm. Did you know where they got the idea for the mask from Halloween? No, I actually don't. Right, uh, here's a funny story. Okay. Back when Star Trek was pretty huge in its prime. Oh, something's coming back to me. Is it yeah. like an inside-out mask or something? It's an inside-out mask yeah, of William Shatner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that was made in 1978, I think, so mm. that would have been in the height of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, or Star Trek, should I say. Sorry, mm. I'm saying Star Wars. My, my apologies. Same difference. Well, there you go. Rachel's not a fan of Star Wars. Don't I'm just saying that to annoy all the Trekkies. Let the comments. Let the. Well, no, you're saying that to annoy all the Star Wars because. Right. Are you annoying the Trekkies or the Wars, guys? Which I one? I don't know. Probably both. Both? Probably both. You don't care? No. Okay. That's good. But, um, yeah, so. Halloween 2018. Well, it's not called 2000. Halloween 18. Halloween 2018. It's coming out in uh, 2018. And, uh,. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. I've read a little brief bit of the synopsis. It's going to be like she goes back to her hometown once again. Because you would, you know. So it's not a remake of Halloween. No, no, it's no. Like after the last Oh, it's after. Yeah, okay. she's going back as a grown woman again for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. And then when she goes back, of course, you know, there's only one person that can appear, I'm sure. Well, obviously Michael, isn't it? Yeah, it could be Michael. I'm not sure. Well, you can make a Halloween film with Michael Myers. Maybe she just loves the Michael. I think she does. I think she, she loves likes being attacked. Like, she's a big fan of Mickey. Why would you go back constantly? Well, she likes Mickey that much, then of course she's going to go back. Well, yeah, I guess so. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They always do. Um, so another one is, uh, yeah, here's another one that they, they're they making now. You probably heard of this, um, the new Amityville movie, The Awakening. Oh, no. I've read either. some couple of reviews on it. Now, I'm not a yeah. big fan of reviews, but apparently it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a completely different story, so it's not a remake of... Okay. What was the last Amityville? Was that the one with... What's his name? Ryan... Ryan something. Oh, you're thinking of uh, Deadpool? Yeah. Um, was that the last Amityville film? What's his name? Fucking hell. Gonna Reynolds. Get crucified. Yeah. Going to get crucified for that. <laughs> Um, Ryan Reynolds, yeah, I know I love Ryan Reynolds, Me so too. I should have, yeah, I should have known that straight away. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, that was that was a remake of the original. But that was the last Amityville, wasn't it? No, they made yeah. a couple of other gimmicks off it, and and it was, uh, they were pretty, they were pretty crappy, crappy yeah. yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it was all right, like, mm. you know. But I thought that one was okay. It was, Ryan yeah. yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. You see, I'm I'm an old school horror fan because mm -hmm. I like the old organ music in the background, yeah. and the old the old creepy sounds. It yeah. almost sounds like creepy stairboards. Yeah. To, you know the way they the way they do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that looks eh, looks pretty good. Um, Snowman, the new one. I told you I've been I've been kind of advocating this for a while, haven't I? And now I hope I'm not let down. It's the yeah, new snowman. It's been me for a while. Do you think it looks good? It's out um, next Friday. Friday the 13th. I'm just kind of struggling with the idea of a snowman being scary. So I'm hoping it's not an actual snowman. I'm uh, hoping it's a metaphor or something. Well, I, I don't know. Looking at it, it looks pretty thought-provoking. Uh, but is it a snowman? Is the snowman... I'm not sure. I know that there's a couple of murders in this kind of town when snow falls. Um... It's like this town. They right. get they get winter. Winter is coming. Mm. 
you know. When no one likes winter. No one likes winter. Jon Snow fucking hates he winter. He hates winter. Yeah. He's been banging on about it for a few years now. He has actually, yeah. And then he still left us with more to fucking think about. Like, <laughs> I wonder how long winter is in Winterfell or wherever the fuck it is. But anyway. Yeah, we're um, getting off topic here now. <laughs> we are getting off topic. Jon Snow does that though. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He makes me. He you makes me. Jon Snow and you're like, gone. Yeah, that's it. That's it, yeah. I wonder how Jamie Lannister's doing. I hope he's getting close anyway. <laughs> I hope he's getting close because um, they need him. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's like without giving that in a way. Well, I mean, I'm hardly giving that in a way actually because yeah. I haven't haven't seen it. But yeah. um, apparently, like there's a couple of murders within the town, but like it, they they live in like a Scandinavian type of town yeah. where like when snow comes, it comes once a year. They yeah, know it's when bad. it's coming and it's bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Ireland where you don't know what's gonna happen. You're wearing a pair mm-hmm. of shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe it's not the snowman then as a metaphor for this serial killer murder. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Because I feel if it was an actual snowman, like all you'd have to do is turn your fire on or light a match, and he'd be pretty scared. Look. Well, they didn't do that to Jack Frost. In fairness, Michael no, Keaton. No one wanted to kill Jack Frost. He was a nice man. How do we know that? Well, I mean, from the film, it kind of it didn't give off the vibe that. Many people would want to kill him. There's only a documentary, though. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't show you what he does in his private time. I guess so. Yeah. You know. Well, he seemed like a nice family man to me, but as you said, you never know what happens behind closed doors. Could have been playing with his carrot. You never know. You never know. You never know. Or his stones. Um, But (laughs) but, uh, here's the Annabelle creation. We seen this. We seen this. Yeah. I liked it. You liked it. Gonna say that straight away. Yeah, I thought it was the better. Um, the better of film the of all the films I've seen. Yeah. There was a lot more jump scenes in it. There was a lot more yeah. of a uh, story. Yeah. I thought it was a nice slow build at the start yeah. of it. Um, it was a good kind of. I don't know. Maybe maybe a lot of people wouldn't agree, but I just liked <laughs> the way it kind of it built up. Um, you you thought the guy that the father was gonna be the bad guy. He's yeah. gonna be the heel, but he really wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was doing everything he could, and I thought mm-hmm. some of the scenes in it were very creepy. Yeah, um, oh, definitely, yeah. wasn't, like, the best horror I've ever seen, not by no stretch of the imagination, but it was good. No, I thought um, it was good now, fairness. I like the way, I won't give out in a way about the ending now, but throughout watching the film, I had se- obviously seen Annabelle's first one, and I was kind of thinking to myself, how does this tie in with the first film? Like, nothing yeah. really matching up here. But then right at the end, they explained everything, and I thought that was good, like, the way they tied it in with the first film. Yeah. Uh, that was... Yeah, I liked it. Like, it, the, you know, they didn't um, dwell too much away from, from what kind of mm. got them to the dance, you know what I mean? They yeah. kind of stayed... They, 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 Like, there was a couple of bits where it didn't make sense. Where? You know what I mean? Because, it, like, there was a couple of things that they contradicted each other as to how the creation of Annabelle came about, from, like, the conjuring to... Mm. I felt that anyway. Now, it could be corrected on that, but... Yeah, I don't know. Like, from what I remember, and it's a good while since we've seen the film, what I remember is your man made, like, what, six of them dolls? And there was only, like, six of them ever made? Yeah. And I don't want to give away the ending here. Don't. We won't go any further. All right, we'll we'll leave it right there. (laughs) Because I'm going to give away for anyone who hasn't seen it. Right, we're going to stop. We're going to stop. We're going to stop. Just watch it. It will tie in. Yeah, no, it's definitely (laughs) worth watching, I think. What else did we watch recently? We haven't seen a whole lot of movies recently. I mean, I saw It. Everyone knows my opinion on It. I didn't. 
I didn't like it. I know it's true to the Stephen King story, and it's a, but I think the new Pennywise was all gimmick. I thought it was all special effects. I didn't rate the actor's performance bar that one scene you at the start. Oh, where you didn't rate Pennywise. The actor played Pennywise. Yeah, I thought the kids were unbelievable. The kids, that's what I was going to say. For kids. me, I did enjoy the story. But yeah, me too. because Stephen King wrote it. Yeah, no, so I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the story. I thought the kids in it were really, really good. Really good. Acting-wise, acting really good. really good. Um, but I'd be the same as you. I was not afraid of... I didn't buy it. Pennywise. No, no. no I'm afraid of clowns. Like. Yeah, yeah. You know, I no. thought... I just thought, like, I mean, I thought his initial... Um, introduction to the film when he's yeah, in the sewer was the awesome. Drain, yeah. Thought he played that really he well. Done it really well, yeah. And then I was kind of like let down then by the rest of it because it was all just I don't know. I felt like he was relying on his makeup a bit mm. and his, you know, to not even the makeup, the special effects. Yeah. Well, whose fault do you reckon that is? Am I being a bit harsh on the actor himself? Purely because of the director that they relied on a lot of CGI to make him look scarier I mean, than he needed to be. Yeah, I mean, that's not the actor's yeah. fault, I don't think. I think that, as you said, is the director yeah. saying, we want you to look like this and we're going to yeah. do this and we're going to do that. So, I don't know, like I, like when he was in the storm drain, I did think he'd done a really good job. So maybe he had the potential to yeah. be really good, but maybe just the way that it was like that film was shot or well there's a second one coming yeah so I mean I will go and see it one thing I have to say though the scene where they're finally eventually down in the sewers and they're looking for the the girl I can't remember her name yeah yeah but they're looking for her and they find Pennywise's lair and you know it's like a big stage almost yeah and, and he, he starts comes to dance out and he starts dancing that weird stupid dance yeah what even was that like? Yeah, I know. I thought it was a bit hokey. He even like possessed anyone to look at that and go, yeah, that looks good. Yeah. It certainly wasn't scary. No, I laughed out loud, like physically laughed yeah. in the cinema. I mean, it actually kind of cured my fear of clowns in a lot of ways. Mm. Now, I mean, there's still a lot of scary clowns out there. Mm. I.e. American Horror Story, they're pretty creepy. With John Wayne Gacy was pretty creepy as well. Well, he was real. He was, he was real. <laughs> yeah. And see what I mean? The, the real ones are the scary ones, like the yeah. original Pennywise. Yeah. I think if you put the original Pennywise into this movie mm. and didn't mess with any kind of effects or anything like that, I think you're onto a winner. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll. But then you have the other side of the coin where people kind of are saying. Yeah, of course you weren't scared of Pennywise in this new film because you weren't supposed to be, because you were supposed to be afraid of the things that he was putting out there. You know what I mean? It like, was the fear. The kid was afraid of germs and he was a germaphobe, so yeah. he sent a leper out there to get yeah. him. And, you know, the, the parents were really creepy in this one because the kids were in awful situations at home like and yeah, know, yeah, yeah they were afraid of their parents so like, yeah and i mean a, a mutual friend of ours ted actually brought yeah. that to her attention in fairness the and other I, day yeah i'm probably taking credit for ted's thing there but, no yeah. shout out to ted but yeah. he kind of made me think about it too yeah. and i thought yeah fair enough when you look at it from a psychological point of view and what what yeah. he's trying to do with the story yeah. that makes it all the sense in the world yeah maybe i think 
maybe we just love Tim Curry so much, like we loved his performance in the original As Penny one. was, yeah. Maybe we were a bit kind of not willing to give the other guy a chance. Yeah, you know? and that probably goes well, for a lot know, of people. Maybe, yeah. Well, I know, I mean, I'm pretty much, pretty sure, like, I mean, most, yeah, I've seen, I've seen about 80% to 20% in favour of the new movie, to be fair. Yeah. We're pretty much of the minority. Mm. Um, so, I mean... Everyone else can't be wrong, and we can be right, but we can't be wrong, and they be right either. So I think it's all—it's all, it's all opinion. Exactly. I was just about to say you that. Know? It all just comes down to personal preference. It's all Everyone's preference. gonna like the same thing, yeah. either, so. But look, we spent too much time on it. More Sorry. time, more. T- no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Listen, this is much your podcast today as it is mine, <laughs> but it's theirs as well. They've mm. asked me for this. They've asked me to spiel, mm. so now they're getting it. And now they can't wait for the next guest mm-hmm. to not hear me spiel. So mm-hmm. they won't ask for it again. <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh yeah, i got to do this. This is a, a quick one. Um, articles that I'm now writing for Real Sport. Yes. Yes, yeah. I'm writing boxing mm-hmm. articles for Real Sport, which you can find on realsport101.com, where there is 5 million subscribers. Um, in fact, in my first two days from my first article, which was about Jorge Alnares' fight with Mr. Campbell, Luke Campbell, um, so far I've got like, I think, 500 plus um, views on it, which is pretty good. I'm, I'm really happy with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, the fact that people, you know, there's no comments left on it yet, I don't yeah. think, but... People are reading your stuff. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome, and my uh, editor seems really happy with it, so my next piece, which I'm going to do next week, it's... Uh, it's actually about which a lot of old school boxing fans will remember is the uh, the fight that I watched when I was young that really made sense to me, which was uh, Steve Collins and Chris Eubanks. You rem- you read that? I read that. Sorry. Yeah, you even helped me uh, edit it. I actually, proofread it for you. Yeah. Yes, you did. You proofread it for me exactly, yeah. and um, I think it's a good story because it it, it kind of uh, I think a. It's written in it, 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 more as not a review of the fight, but a more how it made you feel through the eye of the beholder yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of story. Watching it, yeah, yeah, no, it was good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good article. In fairness, for your first one. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, and it's it's something that I'm uh, I'm really enjoying. Um, it's something that I'm gonna continue to enjoy. Actually, um, on that note, there's um, a lot of articles that I will be probably writing because, um. There's a lot of big fights coming up actually in the next kind of couple of months. One of your favourites, Anthony Joshua, he's going to be fighting soon oh, yeah, as well. I love a bit of Anthony. She loves a bit of Anthony, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yep, she said he's it on. He's such a good boxer. Like. Yeah, and probably good looking as well. There you go, Is people. He? I never noticed. Well, yeah. Know. Well, there you go. But, uh,. There's a no, so we've also got David Hay, who's another one you like. You like David Hay? Hay, Yeah, Yeah, she likes David Hay too. Yeah, Mm. the guys who are really nicely tanned with (laughs) really good physique and uh, sweat. Um, Yeah, (laughs) but no, David Hay is going to be boxing Bellew for a second time. Remember the last Mm. fight we watched? Yeah, yeah, Bellew, um, which in my opinion, I thought was a crock of shit because you know, Hay actually lasted for three rounds, but. Pretty much what was a broken mm-hmm. ankle. Yes, um, I remember watching that with yes, you. Yeah. Yes, and yes. Uh, uh, big props to him because yeah. he got a lot of uh, he got a lot of bad press after the uh, the Klitschko fight mm. for blaming his baby toe and all and stuff like that. But I thought, um, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good fight for me because um, if they 
they you know they made up in the ring and they proclaimed the respect and love for each other and that it was all just a work and the, so if they came out with this bullshit again saying that they hate each other all of a sudden again mm-hmm. just to sell the fight then you know it's going to turn a lot of people off but make no mistake about it people will buy the fight because they want to mm-hmm. see it you know yeah. people can say all they want oh you don't want to watch that it's the exact same way they said with Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather well, I was just about to say it's like yeah. me ratting on about how much Conor McGregor wrecks my head but then yeah. I, I pay Sky to watch him fight so you know what I mean you're gonna get it like well that's it because any kind of big fight like that you're gonna watch mm-hmm. because you need to see it and also it's a, it's a sense of uh, involvement because you're there you can you know you can be a part of it mm-hmm. you know you want to be a part of it um, then we've got Canelo and uh, Golovkin, which will happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but that's enough of uh, what I'm doing lately. Here it is. It's time <laughs> for the favorite. The funny stories. The animals funny. Introduce <laughs> it, Rachel. What's it called? Dynamo's funny stories. <laughs> And these ones are funny. I'm just so scared of what you're just about to say to me right now. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to start off with... You know, I should have actually uh, segued this into um, when we were talking about it. Because this okay. one is about killer clowns. Right. Real killer clowns. Well, yeah. I mean, the ones... The, have you heard of an actual killer clown other than John Wayne Gacy recently? No. 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 But I'm sure it's only a matter of time mm. with what's going on in the world, though. There you probably know. is, they just haven't been caught yet. Yeah, that's also true. Mm. Well, this is a funny story. Because this is about a killer clown that was sacked from a circus for being too scary. Okay. Yeah. Doug Child is the man's name. It Doug Child. to be scary. Well, that's what I would <laughs> assume. I mean, that's... Are clowns meant to be scary no. or are they meant to be funny? They're meant to actually be funny. Well, there you go. But well, most of them are creepy. Well, the same people that they were uh, tending to back in the day then, because I don't see any fun value in mm-hmm. a clown. I think it's ridiculous. Okay. I think it's a stupid thing. So this lad was sacked for being too scary. Yeah, Doug Child, who's 40 years old, had played Relic the Psycho Clown at Circus of Horrors now, attraction. See? Circus of Horrors. Yeah, he was exactly. Meant to be scary. What yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. For? Exactly. Well, I mean, the, the the name is in the show that yeah. they're they're uh, promoting. So why was he sacked? That's not fair. He's doing his job well. Well, uh, the Circus of Horrors attraction has been there for two years. He was there for two years anyway, mm-hmm. but now his performance has been act, axed, axed, axed. Um. For now, the forty-year-old has been told he must tone down his fear factor. Create a new character or head to the job center. Doug said, I am devastated. I have worked in the Fear Festival in Cheapstow for Halloween and that's where it ends. It's over after that. The Circus of Horrors have said that if I come if I can come up with an alternative character they will consider it, but at the moment I will be heading for the job center on November first. Well, that's just not fair, in my opinion. Doug is doing a really good job at what he's meant to be doing. So, I don't see why they would sack him. Well, you see the funny side of the story, don't you? No, I'd be raging if I was Doug. Well, the funny side of the story <laughs> is is, is um, the fact that the name of the show is called The Circus of Horrors. Yeah. So, 
What's you know, their issue like? <laughs> yeah, like I don't understand it. Like, come to the circus of horrors, we won't scare you at all. <laughs> okay. And if we scare you too much, we'll hire I don't know. What do they want? Like Ronald McDonald's to come along and you know just entertain people and be nice and happy and jolly. Pretty sure Ronald McDonald. People McDonald's. go to this circus of horrors. They want to be scared. Like I don't know. That's not fair, Doug. Do something about that. Doug, Doug Child. That's Doug Child. Fair. Let's get a campaign on Dynamo's Dozen to get Doug Child's job back, actually. Yeah, I'm exactly. gonna, I've been with that. Like, Alright, I'll tell you what. I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to actually try and set some form of communication with Doug Child do. and see if we can actually get him on the show. We should start like a petition, like, let Doug keep his job because he's doing what he's meant to be doing. Well, I tell you what, we should definitely try and get Doug Child on the show. <laughs> I want to know about Relic, the psycho clown, yeah. from the other end of a phone, mm. or he can come here in person. Well, mm. if he's a psycho clown, I wouldn't really yeah, and he's, know where I live, look. Yeah, but that's his gimmick, isn't it? Is it a gimmick, though? Maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's getting too involved in the character, and he's scaring... His employers. So you're saying he's a method actor? Maybe he's just mm. a bit actually psycho. Possibly. Well, I'll tell you what, the next one will make you laugh because of what I'm about to say about this fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> Jamie <Strong> Oliver. <laughs> Jamie Oliver. Fucking moron. Oh, what's right? wrong with Leave Jamie alone. Jamie should go and cry me a river, oh, right? I know, he is a bit of a crybaby. He's though. a fucking moron. Okay. <laughs> um, and I don't care if he ever finds this in any way, shape, or form. And I have to interview him in some way, shape, or form. I'll tell him that he's a fucking idiot on TV because he is. <laughs> Jamie Oliver's Land Rover is being has been actually transformed into a mobile kitchen featuring a toaster, a gas hob, and even a herb garden, okay? Okay. Other practical functions include a pasta maker, gas hob, and a deployable dining table and worktop. His latest car, which costs from, from 44,000 English pounds... Oh, he's going to be selling these, is it? Oh, no, 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 no. This is what he's done for himself. Okay. 44,000 English pounds before its transformation was given the extraordinary overhaul at Jaguar Land Rover's 20 million state-of-the-art special vehicle operations centre near Coventry in the West Midlands. The bespoke team was created by SVO to enable us to really understand our most discerning clients' needs so that we can tailor vehicles to suit their lifestyle. Now, how the fuck... Does Jamie Oliver need a vehicle with a mobile kitchen featuring a toaster, a gas hob, a herb garden, a pasta maker, a gas hob, and a deployable... I oh know I mentioned that twice. He's working me up now. A deployable <laughs> dining table and worktop. How many kitchens does this fat little piece of shit have? Well, well, let's not like insult Jamie too much. Well, I'm He's telling you, well, I'll tell you why I'm insulting Jamie because he goes on American road trip and cries about how fat American kids are. I know he's yeah. a crybaby, and he's a fat piece of shit himself. Okay, and he talks about eating healthy all the time. Yeah, I know. He's a fucking. I know, but leave him alone. No, come on, Gordon Ramsay's right about him. Like what it sounds like to me, honestly, is. I've too much money from cooking stuff. Yeah. Let's just throw loads of money at my van and see what happens. That's what it sounds like to me. Like. Yeah. 
Here's another little comment from the guys. He really wanted to push the boundaries of what was possible with this versatile vehicle. Sounds very versatile, right? And the team fully embraced the challenge. Of course they did, because they were getting paid accordingly. Yeah. The result is an amazing discovery, tailored perfectly for me. Oh no, this is a quote from himself. Mm, oh. the, man himself. <laughs> the result is an amazing discovery, tailored perfectly for me and the family. We love it. <laughs> of course you do, because you love eating, Jamie. Well, this unique creation means we can take our culinary adventures to the next level. Would you not stick to the five kitchens that you have in your mansion? Well, Instead we, of, do she, we know that for a fact? Does he have five kittens in a mansion? Well, I'm pretty sure he's got more than one now. Well, maybe so, yeah. Look, maybe Jamie just wants to drive around his kitchen van and what he means by taking it to the next level is drive up a mountain. Well, I'm going to give a sh cook up there. Well, know? I'm going to give a shout out to my mate Niall Hogan here, okay? Because <laughs> he will agree with me on this one. Who the fuck calls their kid Lily Rose? I don't attack the kid now. No, no, the kid is fine. <laughs> the kid is fine. But Lily Rose... He likes this, flowers. Like, yo, yeah, she could have been conceived, he should eat more of them then. She could have been conceived in a garden full of lilies and roses. You don't know. Or in a herb garden in the back of his fucking Hummer. Well, then her name would probably be Paisley or something. Well, I can't wait to see what their next kid is called. <laughs> But look, no, Jamie, I'm, I'm only hating that. Her next kid will be called in the portable kitchen van. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, it's crazy. Now, look, I'm, I'm hating on, on Jamie. He, did, yeah, I, I didn't realise he had this. I do actually like Jamie Oliver, in <laughs> fairness, but that would that just really boiled me blood a little bit because I was like, come on. There's you no know, need, but as I said, I've too much money. Let's throw some at my van and see what happens. Like, if we had that amount of money, we'd probably go. Let's make a portable fucking van for. No, I don't think so. I mean, I'd, I'd try and do what you know Gordon Ramsay's doing. He's out there running marathons for sick children. But we can't all be as perfect as Gordon Ramsay. Well, this, well, his face isn't perfect, but there you go. <gasps> How dare you! I'm I so love Gordon. Gordon. Um. So. That's that's one okay. So we've got we've got another funny story. We've got lots of funny stories actually. Um, we're going old school on this podcast. We don't need any kind of laptops to look for you know information. I've got all this uh, groundwork here. <laughs> An arrested man tells police he's travelled back in time from two thousand and forty eight to warn of an alien invasion. Sounds like an episode of Rick and Morty to me. Do you know what? That's absolutely spot on. <laughs> um, Bryant, Bryant mm -hmm. Johnson could with be the human... With a T. Mm -hmm. A silent T, like I've just pronounced it. Bryant t <laughs> uh, could be the... Uh, hey, Dad. <laughs> could be the human race's best bet for survival in the face of alien invasion. But police have arrested him for being a drunkard. I'd say please are Probably right well, that. let's give the man his fair shot, okay? You know, he doesn't have money to put into a uh, a back garden in his um in his or you, yeah, yeah, because he probably doesn't have one. But uh, Bryant Johnson um, told police in Casper he had travelled back in time from two thousand and forty eight to warn people of an alien invasion. Nice. Police were called to an address in Casper, Wyoming, only in America. Sorry to all my American friends, but, you know, it, 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 come on. Well, we um, have weirdos everywhere, in fairness. Well, no, we do. We do. Mm. We do. Um, but they found Brian Johnson 
trying to convince people to leave town because of the impending alien invasion. So he was obviously hysterical. Mm. Uh, he also demanded to see the town's president. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know Casper Wyoming had a president. Yeah. I'd heard of a mayor. Yeah. Heard of a mayor. I would think. But a, but a town president. That's pretty fucking badass. I think to be fair, Brian is just. Um, he is just clearly, obviously making up his own stuff here. Like. Well, yeah. I mean, I gotta give a major shout out though to Casper Wyoming. Hmm. Like I, I can't get over that that they actually have a town president. <laughs> yeah. Like well, according to Brian, this is what I'm saying. He's clearly not all there. He's making up his own. Well, no, this is this is written. This is written, so it must be true. It must he be demanded true. to see the town's president. Okay. Maybe he thought he wanted to see Trump. Maybe. What do you think of Trump? I think Trump is an alien. An alien. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's probably why he wanted to see him. Yeah. Trump is a, he's a strange cat, isn't he? Not human, anyway. No. He Neither is. was Hillary. What were we left with this year? Uh, we weren't left with a lot. Like. No. Things coming out of her mouth into little glasses of water and all. Yeah, for any viewers that haven't seen it, type in <laughs> Hillary Clinton gives birth to an alien. <laughs> Just because you Brian... Brian. videos now. <laughs> Brian, actually. Brian is... Uh, maybe he's onto something. Mm. Well, in a plot twist worthy of time travel masterpiece 12 Monkeys, Johnson complained his time traveling had gone awry as he meant to turn up in 2018, not in 2017. It was a year early. It was a year early. Well, look, who's to say the man isn't time traveling? Maybe he is. Well, Well, you know, we talked about aliens on this podcast, but not something to this kind of extent. Um, It's... it's, You know, I will leave that up to... Uh, I'm going to trust the man. I'm going to trust Bryant with a T. Okay, so we're going to give Bryant a thumbs up here. We're going to yeah. give... We're go- Okay, fine. I'm so going to trust him. So we're going to give... Right, that's what we're going to do. So the first story was the clown. So we're giving, uh, we're giving the killer clown a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm definitely on his side. We're giving... I'm personally giving Jamie Oliver a thumbs down for that little... Yeah. T- that it's little... just no need for it. Like. Yeah, you know, I, I, I appreciate what he's doing to mm. try and make um, kids who are a little bit heavier... <laughs> um, but don't laugh kids that are a little bit heavier over in America um, you know he's trying to make them better healthier and, and what not um, I think you should start um, homework and um, I think you should start fulfilling his homework duties and, mm-hmm. and start at home yeah. with himself <laughs> but I'm going to give him a thumbs down for that recreational yeah. vehicle because it's not a recreational vehicle yeah not that it's meant to be because it's not an RV, but it's... Who it's, knows it's a, what it's meant to be? It's a fucking kitchen. Yeah, it's a fucking like, joke. Yeah. So he's getting a thumbs down. Okay. But we're going to give Brian the thumbs up, are we? I'm going to trust him, I think. Okay. He say he's not time travelling. He could be time travelling. Oh, fuck, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> you'll like this one. Um, McDonald's customers offered cocaine alongside their food. Well... Take me to this McDonald's. What's going on? <coughs> yeah, so <laughs> a McDonald's manager allegedly sold his customers cocaine alongside their food while working wow. the night shift. Thought he was being um, anyone for a happy meal is what this 
this rag basically uh, puts as a line. Poor, poor work. How creepy is that? Can you just imagine Anyone it? for a Happy Meal. Here's your meal, sir. Anyone for a Happy Meal? Who the fuck orders a Happy Meal at on the night shift anyway I think they would be looking for cocaine actually so obviously this man was sacked yeah so well Frederick Guerrero 26 years old sold 8,200 pounds worth of coke to an undercover police officer well (laughs) (laughs) over 8 separate occasions in New York it is claimed he allegedly hid a stash in a soap dispenser and then passed out wraps by putting them in a small bag with a cookie. Oh, you get a free cookie. That's placed in a larger takeaway bag with a burger and fries. Right. On some occasions, he also sold drugs, including crack, <laughs> in the car park of the branch in the Bronx, police mm. believe. Undercover officers acted on a tip-off as part of Operation Off the Menu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Special Narcotics Prosecutor Bridget Brennan said in a statement that the conduct was so blatant it would be comical if he weren't committing a series of narcotic crimes. Ordering coke took on an entirely different meaning on the night shift at this McDonald's. Guerrero, who had been with the chain for eight years, no longer works at McDonald's. Surprise, surprise. The New York Post even reported that surveillance footage showed he regularly sold cocaine to fast food customers. Police searched his home where he lived with his girlfriend, Lady Castillo. And nice. Yeah, she's a nice, uh, she's a nice name. Yeah. Um, and say they found money in a child's dresser. Oh. Both charges, both, sorry, excuse me, both face charges of criminal, criminal possession of a controlled substance and unlawfully dealing with a child. Guerrero is also expected to be charged with criminal sale of a controlled substance. Yeah. See, now it's lost its funny side for me now because you don't mix drugs and children, I don't think. Yeah, but I think it, it doesn't say that there's any mention of them having a child. It's just in a child's dresser. Did they have that for effect? Not to, that, this That's is where the funny side... We don't have kids. Let's just get a child-sized dresser for the crack. Why not? That's for literally for, for the, the crack. crack. For the crack. Yeah, yeah. I'm with it now. You've just made it funny again. Um, I'm I'm gonna say that he gets thumbs up for balls. Yeah, I think. But so. thumbs down for stupidity. <laughs> stupidity. So I'm gonna say it like a medium thumbs, like a halfway. Yeah. Like as in, like you can live. It's not but up. You need... It's not down. It's just kind of sitting there. Yeah, like if I were a king in the Roman Empire, it would be a case of, uh, do you know what? You're just going to spend the rest of your life in prison for being a fucking douche. Yeah. yeah, okay. The fact that he sold it to the same undercover cop eight times, like... Yeah. He just sounds like an idiot Stupid, yeah. stupid. Um, okay, so... We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Wow, we're, we are at 60 minutes already. This is awesome. Um, Just can't shut me up. We're going to move on. Well, look, it's <laughs> a Coney and Coke, baby. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on. Um, I've got to do a rundown of this because I've never done it before in only seven episodes. So, of course, mm-hmm. I haven't really had much of a chance. But the, you've noticed me, Rachel, watching um, a lot of Smackdown recently. You know, yes, so I, I have, I've taken actually. a favour to Smackdown. Mm-hmm. I like watching it. Some of my favourite wrestlers are on it. Mm-hmm. But I have the full card here, full match card for um, SmackDown's pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell. Okay? So, when we come back, mm-hmm. 
I'm going to uh, I'm going to give you the full rundown. But I know you, you know you you know a bit about modern wrestling because you watch it with me. Yeah. So I'm gonna get your predictions on it. Just just as a guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we give a rundown of the card, and then we're gonna move on to uh, what the great OTT has uh, has in store. In fact, OTT are probably about to uh, kick off as we speak. Oh, it's on but tonight. We, it's on tonight, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, we're going to uh, we're going to do that when we come back. So. We'll um, we'll take a little cake break and we'll uh, we'll come back to that. There's cake. There's always cake. <laughs> so I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Um, so what I'm going to do with Rachel here is now she um, she hadn't been watching a whole lot. No. Of wrestling and following the stories and stuff like that. She likes watching it with me occasionally I used to be really good at following it didn't I but yeah. lately now I've just I've not been watching it yeah okay that's fair enough it's not because you don't dislike it it's no, just that you're it's so just, busy yeah yeah mm. so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the card um, and I'm going to get you just to predict the winners that's all okay just a little bit of fun okay why not Um. so let me see let's start with Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler Okay. Who's going to win that match? I don't know. Bobby Roode. Okay. So Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> so Dolph Ziggler is going to win that. I think... Um, is he a new person? Bobby Roode? Bobby Roode he, well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of old school wrestling fans that are going to say, is she for real? Bobby Roode has I been around... You. I told you I'm not an expert, so yeah, don't Bobby. <laughs> well, if they do... They can just come see me. How about that? <laughs> well, there you go. They can come see me. <laughs> Spoken like a true dynamite kid. Come <laughs> see me, mate. Exactly. No, I like that. So you're going to go for Dolph Ziggler. That's okay. Because if I was to give my prediction on that match, I would say um, that they're going to keep this... Uh, they're going to keep this feud going, I think. Because they need something for Dolph. Dolph hasn't been doing a lot recently. And kind of coming out dressed in different gimmicks and stuff here at the moment. to kind of tease and kind of antagonize. I'm going to say that they're going to make the heel go over in this one. So I'm going to say Dolph is going to win this one too. Um, you're familiar with these two. Rusev versus Randy Orton. Who's going to go over Orton. in this? Right. So you're going with your heart there or are you going with your head? Heart all the way. Heart all the way because you are an Orton fan. Yeah. So you're going with Orton. I'm going to say that they're going to make Rusev win this to keep this little storyline going as well. Okay. See, I haven't been watching it, so I don't know the story. Oh, no, I understand that. But that's a, it's, it's just a whim. Mm. It's a whim. It's all about going with your going with your heart, your head, or whatever the hell you want. Mm. Um, ah, now, we come on to the United States Championship match, AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. Now, mm. think about this one. I think AJ is going to go on to better things here. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say maybe Corbin. Yeah, I think Corbin's going to win by Mm -hmm. cheating, of course, or by doing something shady. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I think Corbin's going to go over here on this one because I think AJ is destined to just get to 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 the top tier again because Mm -hmm. I mean he is. Well, he's 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 definitely in the top three Mm -hmm. in the world. Um. So yeah, I'm going to go Baron Corbin too. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Natalia, who's the champion, mm-hmm. big fan of Natalia. You mm-hmm. always like Natalia too. Yeah. She's uh, she's a phenomenal athlete against Charlotte Flair, who you also like. Yeah. You also like Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Who are you gonna go for in this one? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe Natalia. Is that who you prefer to win? Would yeah. You, yeah. You yeah. like Natalia? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I said I don't know really any of the stories that's going on at the no. moment. No, so. but you like she's a heart, so you like yeah. you like her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the hearts versus flair. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna say Natalia as well. Actually, I think yeah. uh, it's too obvious for Charlotte to come back after her dad been sick and all mm -hmm. that, and I think they can make this feud build a little bit too. Um, that's what I consider smart booking anyway. So we'll see. Then we got a Hell in a Cell match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships with the New Day mm -hmm. versus the Usos. Mm. So you know these guys. You're a big New Day fan. You know I love New Day. So big New I'm Day fan. Have to go with them, I? You're gonna go for New. Yeah. They are the champions. Yeah, so you're gonna go for New Day. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say that the New Day retain as well. Mm. Actually, um, and then this is this is the big one. There's two more matches, but this is a big one. It's personal. Um, Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens in a oh, Hell in a Cell. Yes. You know, you've seen that. You've seen, seen a bit it. Of this, you've yeah. seen a bit of that build up, which is yeah. awesome because now Kevin Owens is finally back where he needs to be as a <laughs> badass yeah. character. He's not a joke or a com comedy yeah. sidekick or anything anymore. He's mm -hmm. he's Kevin Owens, the fucking street fighter. Yeah. So. Oh, I don't know now. Owens, maybe? Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Owens. I think they're gonna build Owens to be what he's meant to be. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say Owens as well. I think he, I think he wins by unanimous decision. Actually, I think he, uh, I think he just kills Shane McMahon in this one. Yeah. And then we got the main event: uh, Jinder Mahal, your favorite, who was the champion against the artist, mm -hmm. Mister Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, we well, have to go for Nakamura just because I love him. You think Jinder they they're gonna take the title off him finally? I don't know, but I'd like to think they would. So yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Nakamura. I'm gonna go with Nakamura too, and I'll tell mm. you why. I would like to think um, that they put the belt on Nakamura now and let him hold it all the way till WrestleMania. Yeah. And then at WrestleMania, I get to see him and AJ mm -hmm. in the main event. Yeah. Now for me, that would be, and there's lots of people out there now going. Yeah. Yeah, I could touch myself to that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Well, it wouldn't go that far, Well, I don't know. I don't know. But I, but all joking aside, I would touch myself to that match. So I like that match. I like that match. The idea of that match excites me. I, I, I definitely do like that idea. Well, fair enough. Well, Rachel, it's been great. Um, we're coming towards the end of the show, but before I do, um, do I have to leave now? Or? No, you don't have to leave. You stay here. Um, Good. Before I do, before we do mm. pack this show in tonight, um, I gotta mention um, a big shout out to Over the Top Wrestling OTT mm -hmm. Wrestling who are doing their uh, their show for their third anniversary show. Believe it or not, it's their third year anniversary okay, yeah. tonight, um, and they've gone back to where it all began in the Tivoli <laughs> Theater. Um, I do like the Tivoli, I have to say. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So they started at the bell time. Was obviously it was sold out anyway. This wasn't going to be a. Joe will know that this wasn't going to be a. Um, you know, a, a, a promo kind of spot. This was just purely to to, to mention and and wish good luck to the guys. Um, the door. I think bell time was was or doors was uh, seven o'clock tonight anyway till ten. So. That's going to be an awesome show. Um, that's again, like I say, it's in the Tivoli. There's a couple of couple of um, big matches on that one actually I think well they've got uh, Cole Cabana over they've got 
the bro Matt Riddle they've got obviously the session mop Martina mm -hmm. is back on that uh, Kings of the North Kings of the North are there um, and the NLW champion Mark Haskins and uh, many more are there but tomorrow they're also doing a show up in uh, up in Belfast, also celebrating the third year anniversary, and mm -hmm. um, because OTT is huge in Belfast as well, Belfast and uh, and Dublin are great friends when it comes to wrestling. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's horses for courses. We're all in it as one, mm -hmm. um, but that's in the Mandela Hall, um, seventy seven to seventy nine University Road, in Belfast BT seven one N F. In the UK, of course, because it is. Mm -hmm. um, but, again, they're going to be celebrating the third anniversary show as well. And um, they had a sellout at the Mandela Hall with WrestleRama. So, uh, they're returning there. Again, they're going to feature uh, the bro, Matt Riddle. Colcabana is going to be there. Kings of the North, obviously, are in their hometown. So, that's going to be... I'd love to see that, actually. Yeah, uh, ACH and uh, Session Mott Martina. NLW Mark Haskins and many more as well. So, mm -hmm. um, I would say to those guys, um, best of luck. Um, I know tomorrow there's there's early entry, there's meet and greet and balcony access and stuff like that. Um, the event may be recorded. I know that that, that I, I I know this. It's an over 18s event as are most OTT shows. Um. It's also a standing event. I know there's limited seats on the balcony. But, uh, yeah, so best of luck to all the guys in OTT. Actually, Rachel, you've been to a couple of OTT events while we're on it there. Um, and Joe Cabray does an unbelievably phenomenal, phenomenal job there. I know Joe um, a long time as well. And I know, all the, you know most of the guys that work there. Just the work that they've done to bring Irish wrestling to where it is now. I never... Being honest, I never thought I'd see it. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe's been around as long as anybody in Irish wrestling, and the work that he's done from going over to the States and bringing that wealth and knowledge back has just been a credit to uh, a credit to, the, to to the art, but also credit goes to him as well for what he's created. What do you make of the OTT shows? Like they're they're. I mean, you've seen a lot of WWE live shows mm -hmm. as well. How do yeah. you think they stand up in terms of a you know on a even though they're on a smaller scale? Yeah. I love it. I mean, the yeah. last one that I was at was the Scrapper Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last one I was at. Yeah. I totally enjoyed it now, I have to say. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really, really good. I mean, for the size of an organisation that National they Stadium, are, yeah. You know, like this show they put on is unreal, so... Mm. Yeah, totally enjoy the shows. Well, that's it. I mean, TNA were doing shows in mm. the National Stadium. So to see a local promotion mm. get to that level and be able to do it. Yeah. Who are some of your favourite uh, guys that guys and gals that you watched on? Uh, well, I think obviously I love the session walk because who doesn't love her? The reaction that she gets coming out with the glow sticks and the it's music. unbelievable. Well, it's unreal. Like Isn't the whole it? crowd just goes for it like you can't help but kind of get yeah. engrossed can you that, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and then obviously i do love paddy paddy morrow paddy yeah. shout out to the suicide like, machine i always enjoy watching paddy wrestle he's yeah. unreal so yeah probably two of my favorites two of your favorites what yeah. about um the kings of the north you were a fan of them as well oh yeah 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 Shout out mm. to uh, Colin Jackson and and uh, the boys there as well because they're 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 unbelievable. Yeah, I think unreal. everybody is unreal. Everyone is unreal and they're all right. Like yeah, 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 you know, you know, and they bring you know 
superstars like you know Marty Skrull and mm-hmm. all that as well, and and mm-hmm. and people that are you know well established within you know indie wrestling, yeah. but are also on the on the verge of greatness. Yeah. And there, and you know, we had they had Mick Foley over yeah, as well. If you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. it's uh, no, it's. Are they doing good things? It's phenomenal, um, and again, hats off to to Joe and the 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 boys and girls there. I mean, it's it's just amazing, and um, we hope to get some of those guys on in future episodes. I definitely would like to uh, like to talk to some of those guys. But I guess on that note, that is all we have time for on this special episode of Dynamo's Dozen. I've given you nearly eighty minutes of earhole pain. Which uh, <laughs> you like. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. I know myself and Rachel did. Well, I, I know I did. Well, Rachel? I did too, yeah. Yeah. I just hope I didn't bore everyone too much. <laughs> you definitely didn't bore anybody. You didn't. I know for a fact you didn't. This was called for. Yeah. A couple of people asked me to, to have you on at one point just, mm. to, just to, to chat and shoot the shit. And I think that's pretty much what we did tonight. We yeah. kept it... Uh, Casual. Yeah, we we didn't keep a kayfabe. We kept it reals. Um, but before I go to next week, which will be Wednesday, back to normality mm-hmm. Wednesday, um, I will have a surprise guest who I'm not going to announce until Tuesday. I go on. No, no, I'm not going <laughs> to announce it till Tuesday evening. Um, I'm gonna. I know who it is. Well, <laughs> you're not allowed to say so. But keep an eye on the Facebook page mm-hmm. and keep an eye out for it because it will be someone that you will like. Um, so what I will say, as per usual, until then, Dynamo, over and out. Rachel? Bye. <laughs>